KFI AM 640 handle here on a Saturday morning. Always uh, a pleasure, mainly yours, uh, to have you here uh, for the legal show, 6 to 11 o'clock every Saturday. And I uh, love to tell you that your life is miserable and you're not going to prevail and you're, or you're going to get sued and you're going to lose. That's always fun. All right. Let's do, let's go for it. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice, where I tell you you have absolutely no case. I don't know if you're aware of In-N-Out Burger. If you live in Southern California, or actually if you live in Arizona, and I think if you live in Nevada, you are aware of In-N-Out Burgers. It's a chain, some 300 uh, stores, these little burger shops, that uh, are iconic they probably, and many people think, it's the best burger out there. I love their burgers. And in and out and that's uh, in, and then the letter N apostrophe out is uh, their trademark name. And so uh, one of the things they do in Australia is they actually advertise in Australia. And they've had a couple of pop-up stores. You know what pop-up stars, stores are. They just come in open up a restaurant or a retail store for a limited amount of time, and then you shut it down. And off they go. It's either a truck or it's a small restaurant that's got, gone out of business and they're between tenants, uh, whatever. So there is a chain of stores or a burger uh, sort of chain. There's not very many of them. They have basically half a dozen of them in Australia. And they use the name Down and Out. The word down, the letter N, apostrophe out. So in and out files a suit in Australia arguing that hashtag burgers, the people that own uh, down and out restaurants, are in fact infringing on its trademark, engaged in misleading or deceptive conduct by using the name and the logo to market American-style burgers in Sydney. Effectively, they're uh, using our name or something close to our name and using the way we cook burgers, and it's American-style burgers, and in and out said, our name has been registered since 1948. Uh, We've advertised in Australia since 2012. Uh, The pop-up restaurants have featured the In-N-Out branding, and we have a substantial reputation and goodwill in the country. Of course, Hashtag Burgers denies the allegations completely, uh, saying, first of all, In-N-Out does not conduct fast food business in Australia, which, uh, unless you talk about pop-up stores, and those are fairly few and far between, and there's no, uh, there's no goodwill in Australia to protect. If they're not down here, there's nothing to protect. I think the whole thing is going to be uh, how close down and out is to in and out. And I think, you know, it's a little far away uh, to do that. Uh, you know, For example, can you do McDougal's, the MC? I don't know. I'm sure McDonald's would roll over on that one and say, of course you can. So we'll see which way it goes. My guess is that uh, Down and Out is going to win because it's separately far enough. Although In and Out is arguing that you look at the logo, you look at 
the way uh, that it is written, you look at the font, you look at the way they set up their stores, you look at our reputation, American-style burgers. Uh, I have no idea which way it, it would go. I mean, I would uh, give it to down-and-out burgers, but... We'll see. You never know what a judge is going to say. And then no matter what a judge says, it's going to be on appeal, especially if In-N-Out rules against, uh, if it's uh, the judge rules against In-N-Out. All right, let's take some phone calls. Suzanne. Hello, Suzanne. Hello? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm looking for a medical malpractice lawyer, and I would like to know what is your opinion about my situation. If, well, if I could understand you, it would be much easier to give you an opinion, but we'll we'll go through this. All right, what happened to you, and what are you asking? And by the way, where are you from, Suzanne? Hungary, Hungary. Oh, Hungary, okay. That's, uh, yeah, very difficult language. I've been to Hungary, and it's a spectacular country, and it's I never understood anybody there either. All right, so what can I do for you or try to answer? Two years ago, I developed a hypothyroidism, and uh, I, according to the situation, I think I get better, but I was, my doctor, my GP, keep giving me the medication uh, called levotroxine, 75 milligrams, and I get very ill, and I didn't know what caused it, so I went to see the doctor, the GP, and said, oh, it's nothing, it's all right, so the doctor, so you didn't get any better, all right? Your hyperthyroidism didn't get any better after the GP kept on giving you medication and kept on saying it was nothing, correct? Yes. All right, so At now what happened? Point, now I made an appointment with an endocrinologist at UCLA Westwood. And from the previous blood result, what the GP had in January this year, he immediately removed me from the medication. Actually, it has to be gradually removed, but instead of 75... All right, what happened? I don't, I don't care about the milligrams, Suzanne. No one cares. What okay. happened? Okay. I developed a thyroid cancer. Got it. So you developed and, thyroid and cancer. I, okay. So here is the problem you may have or not. Did you develop a thyroid cancer as a direct result of what the doctor did or did not do? Yes, I think so. And you have it well. Oh, Suzanne, where did you go to medical school? Uh, I have my body 70 years. I know better than anybody else. You know better than a doctor. You know better than, a, than, yeah. a, than an endocrinologist who would make the statement in court. You know better than him. You would actually stand in front of a judge or a jury saying, I don't care what that doctor says. I know better than he does. Do you actually say, do you actually think you're going to say that? I can see this. Oh, yeah, well, my that, body. Uh, it's a, your body. What the hell, in terms of medically, you know what your body does. For example, what's your pancreas right now secreting? You know your pancreas better than anybody. Give me all the enzymes and all of the secretions of your pancreas, because, of course, you know those, don't you? No, I don't, but I know how I feel. When doesn't I matter. Suzanne, it doesn't matter. You have to have a medical doctor connect what the GP did or did not do to your cancer. And if you don't have that, you have nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have nothing. And that the, 
uh, my question is that the endocrinologist immediately reduced my medication. No, I understand. No, I get it. Oh, no, no. I get it. I get it. Would the endocrinologist also say that you're... Hold on. Will the endocrinologist say that your cancer is directly result of what the uh, GP did or didn't do? I did not ask him. No, you better. Because if he's not willing to say that and testify to that in court, you've got nothing. Hmm. Other than knowing your body better than anybody else. Uh, which, frankly... That's good. good argument as any. Why not? All right. This is Handle on the Law. Well, I don't know what I don't know, so I kick my shoes off and run. Kick my shoes off and run. Kick my shoes off and And welcome back to uh, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel. This is Handle on the Law. Hi, Tim. You're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, hi, Bill. For over two years now, um, the Yellow Pages and Yelp has listed my home phone number as a Quiznos franchise. Wow. And uh, you informed them two years ago that this was the case. Absolutely. And they still still won't remove uh, your name. Oh, they, they yeah. No, they say they will, and they haven't. Nothing ever changes. All right, you know what? That's a harassment. I think that's harassment. Now, what I would do, as far as the yellow page, I didn't know there were yellow pages anymore. Well, that uh, was before. You know, it's been going on so long. Well, forget it. Well, the yellow pages. Well, when did you first tell them that that phone number is incorrect and you are getting phone calls for a business that oh. clearly you don't have? Yeah, well over two years ago. All right. When did you first inform them that this was the case? That no, that's well, Yelp. I haven't told. Tell but Yelp. Yellow pages. So tell Yelp. Yelp. Why are you? Know, why? What do you mean? I haven't told Yelp yet. How can you not tell Yelp? Well, because we started a few months ago. And... Uh, okay. How about the first day that Yelp had your <laughs> phone number on? What are you? A few months ago? What are you talking? What are you doing, Tim? Well. You know, when things go on for years, you just kind of get... No, you don't. Uh, no, 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 I don't buy that. Why don't you start selling sandwiches uh, and you <laughs> yeah, can make a well, lot of money. So anyway, from the time you... T- you have to go back to the time you first informed them. Yes. And that's when the harassment and they're being liable for any harassment really starts. Yellow, I mean, we're talking about the book, The Yellow Pages? Yes. I, I didn't even know those exist anymore. Well, they well, can't do any. They can't do anything about the book that's already been published. But no. the second year, they need a letter. Clearly, they need a letter uh, from a lawyer. And then the Yelp is simply informing them. So uh, that's it. It's a cease and desist. And uh, you. Uh, and what's interesting is I'm sure that that Quiznos is losing a lot of business. Yes. So why don't you get Quiznos to help you out? Well, I again, I've contacted them. They say they'll change it, but they never do. All right. Then I can't believe that quiz that quiz. You contacted that Quiznos franchise. Um. Yes. A and, long time ago. Well, and wait and a they minute. Said they, had, they said they couldn't do anything about it, that it was corporate. So we contacted corporate, it and d- they said, we'll change it. And they never have. I find that incredible that a franchise owner yes. allows you to get all the phone calls. Well, 
I mean, how I, crazy I, is that, Tim? It doesn't make any sense. I know. All right, but anyway, and, so and get a lawyer. Get a lawyer. Get a letter from a lawyer. Just have them write a letter saying you better stop that, and that's probably going to, you know, they're not going to keep on going. And if they're crazy enough to keep on going, then two things happen. Number one, they're going to lose a lot of business. And they're going to get sued for harassment or at least allowing the harassment to continue based on their inaction. And how long do you think that Quiznos is going to stay in business? I don't know, Bill. I don't either. So uh, none of that makes any sense to me. Hello, Rudy. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello, um, Bill. Uh, My name, uh, well, anyway, uh, the point is uh, years ago we bought a home and um in 1977 and um now uh we're ready to put it in my nephew and niece's name mm-hmm. and we're, and we're afraid of the taxes going so high that we may not be able to live here uh do you have any ideas any suggestions yeah it's going to be tough because once you put it into someone's name first of all there are two issues one is a gift tax issue that anything over, I think, what, $20,000 per person per per uh, per kid per... You married, Rudy? No. Okay, so it's 20000 per niece and uh, nephew. That's one issue, is the gift tax issue. The other one is the reassessment. That's where your tax issue is, Rudy, is uh, the house when transferring. Uh, you put a valuation on the house when it transfers, and uh, if it goes up substantially uh, from when you bought it or where the tax rolls are, yeah, there's going to be more property tax big time. Uh, let me ask you, when was – you got the house in 1977. How much taxes do you pay now? Uh, about 2200 a year. And how much is the house worth? I would assume about 300000 Yeah, it's probably going to go up. It may go up um, – yeah, it may go up to $3,000. Yeah, it may go up. If you're putting it in, uh, in the name, why don't you have your niece and nephew pay uh, the taxes? They're going to own the house. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you, why are you? Why do you think you're responsible for the taxes if they're going to own the house? Oh, um, I'm just, you know, we're brainstorming, thinking ahead. Got it. Okay. Know? So what you want to do is call an accountant, find out what kind of tax ramifications are involved in transferring the house, and then probably call uh, a real estate person. And ask, uh, or anybody involved in real estate, and ask um, they uh, in terms of uh, how taxes or how uh, property taxes are going to be evaluated on that one. Uh, and Rudy, uh, I'm looking at the computer screen. You're blind. Yes. How blind are you? Um, a total. Total blind. Huh. Yeah. Well, the other possibility is when the taxes go up, just don't look at the tax rolls. Wait a minute. Yeah. You can't look at them. You're blind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just thought I'd mention that. All right, Rudy. So do what Thank I say. You, you should be much. okay. You got it. Do I actually do blind jokes? You know, I, I'm going to hell. You know that, don't you? I've told that. As a matter of fact, I've been told there is a room already reserved in hell for me. This is Handle on the Law.
This is KFI AM640. We're stimulating talk. Bill Handel here on a Saturday. And welcome back to Handle on the Law Marginal Legal Advice. Joey. Hello, Joey. You're up. Welcome. I'm getting some weird questions here for some reason. All right, Terry. I'm just my the phones are screwing up a little bit. Terry, you there? Yes. All right. Yes, ma'am. I'm dealing with a deadbeat attorney in another state who has taken three and a half years to handle my cousin's will. Um, She has uh, overcharged us. She has um, missed tax deadlines and charged the uh, state the penalty or the estate penalty fee. Um, It's now. Are you are you a beneficiary? I am. All right. How many beneficiaries are there? There are three. All right. If, hopefully all of you get together and hire a lawyer to go against that lawyer. Well, the problem is it's a very small estate, and um, it, it's going to take – I mean, we're not going to be inheriting a lot. It's the principle of the thing of closure of getting this thing done. And she, I think, is uh, dragging it out so she can deplete the uh, – right. then, then if you don't want to sue, because it's going to cost you money to sue, then take her to the state bar. Okay. And argue that she is violating her fiduciary duty to you and her legal duty to you as beneficiaries. Great. And see what the state bar has to say. And they'll investigate it. They'll look at it. All right, Kathy, uh, your turn. What's up? Hi. Um, I let somebody... Are you on a speaker? Kathy, are you on a speakerphone? Um, I'm on my car. Oh, you're on a cell phone. All right. Let me take it off the car. Yeah, you want to take it off the car. Yeah, we don't want to do the hands-free business. Okay. Oh, much better. Thank you. Go go, go for it. I lent somebody $10,000 specifically for a truck. Ugh. The $10,000 was cleared by the truck, the dealership. I took him. He didn't pay. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I don't understand. You loaned someone $10,000 for a truck, and then the dealership cleared it? What does that mean? Took the money to the dealership. Okay. The truck. All right. So that, my th- check. Yeah, it's not a question of the dealership. Oh, you're talking about it, the check cleared. Correct. Oh, got it. Okay, that's weird. All right. So the check clears. You've loaned him ten thousand dollars. Did you take security? Did you? Are you a lien holder on the truck? Um, he was supposed to put my name on it, but that did not happen. Um, I've already taken him to small claims court. I won the maximum judgment of ten thousand dollars plus. My question is, what do I do now? You try to collect he, on it. Does is is he does he work? He works. He gets cash. That's he a problem. Not pay taxes mm. because he applied for EDD. Mm. So now you have to chase him down and figure out what bank accounts he has or doesn't have. You're going to have to attach bank accounts, uh, and that's uh, you have to find those bank accounts. And he okay. sounds like a total, if he pays for cash, uh, the guy's a fraudster, clearly. Correct. And it's going to be tough for you to collect. It really is. Because uh, you're collecting uh, uh, you're collecting from someone who's a professional flake. Correct. Who is a lot better at hiding assets and uh, working. What does he do for a living that he only pays cash? Um, he works for um, a movie lot. How does a movie company pay him only cash? He knows the people that he works for, so he parks. He like directs people to park yeah. the movie. Well, you're pr- you're stuff. pretty screwed. 
you're pretty screwed. Do I go after the truck? Do I try to take no, the truck from you, him? No, you can try. You can try to uh, attach the truck, but he has an exemption, and that's pretty difficult. I mean, you can. It's going to cost you some serious money. You have to have the marshals grab the truck, but you don't have – you have a general judgment, and uh, may, if that's the only asset he has – and incidentally, does he own the truck free and clear? I don't know. I See, don't, that's I a problem, too. Because if there's a lien holder on the ch- on the truck, if someone has financed the truck, then they're, you're subordinate to that person. Right. That's what I was worried about. Yeah, okay. and I would worry, too. How'd you end up loaning this guy $10,000? Stupidity. Yeah. I mean, how, what kind of relationship do you have with him that uh, you loan him $10,000? We were engaged. Okay. And yeah. All right. All right. I got it. I did it in good faith. No, I understand. I understand. So. Okay. You're you know it's you're you're out of luck. Thank you. That's another one out of luck. It's a wonderful thing. Hello, Ann. Hi. Yes, ma'am. Um, I'm involved in some owning this property with my daughter and another party. And um, I recently had to go into bankruptcy. Uh, they quit making the payments on it. Um, the house was no longer worth what it was in the beginning. Um, and when I did the bankruptcy, uh, the attorney had me surrender. You know, he uh, filled out this paperwork that um, I would surrender my share of the property back to the bank. But this didn't remove my name off the title. Right. No, so, it didn't remove, uh, no, it did remove your name from title. What it didn't remove your name was from owing the money. Uh, if you transfer the property back to the bank and the bank accepted it, the bank now owns title. It owns your title. You no longer have title. Right. So what is your question? My question is, um, what I was trying to do is remove my name. And the thing is, um, I'm still responsible for like a sewer bill and I can't get my name off there. I can't transfer it to my daughter because they won't allow me to do this. Why won't they allow you to do this? Because you're They're still saying own... that because I'm the primary that okay. they So uh, once you transfer well, once you transfer the property to the bank, you're no longer the primary. Oh, okay. So that hasn't been finalized yet. Yeah, just just transfer of... the property and you're home free and then you have your bankruptcy and you won't be responsible for the payments for the most part. No, you won't be. And then you're fine. So, then you're done. Right. So when, once this is through because I've transferred my property, then I shouldn't be responsible No, if you tr- No, if you've transferred title, you're off the hook except for the loan. And usually when a bank accepts the transfer, it modifies the loan or you walk right or just walk away from it if they accept it. But you're free and clear, especially once you file for bankruptcy, you own nothing anymore. Right. Okay. So you're saying that they handled it right. And yeah, you're fine. I am a senior citizen. That doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Oh, okay. Yeah. How old are are, are you, Ann? I am 63. Yeah, that's really not a senior citizen. Well, oh, okay. no, no one. No, I'm collecting my social. I know, I know. You took it out early. I know yes. you took it out early, and uh, okay, so maybe for technical purposes, purposes you're seeing. Well, I lost my uh, job after 14 years. Wow, what did you do? Uh, I was uh, in human resources, and I just they had some big changes in the company, and I lost it. Did you fire yourself? No, oh. no. All right. No. All right. Yeah, I cut her off because. She was about to lose her job. She already did lose her job.
nice. This is Handle on the Law. I like that you broke, you broke you like me. Maybe that makes And welcome back to uh, KFI AM 640. We're stimulating talk. Bill Handle. This is Handle on the Law. All right, now we go to Joey. Hey, Joey, welcome to Handle on the Law. Handle, um, I've been working for a company for two months now. Just got hired, and um, I'm getting paid a salary to drive um, to uh, Sacramento, California, and shuttling material back to L.A. But I'm working over 40 hours. Um, Am I entitled to overtime? Yeah, I think you probably are. Okay. And um, uh, the way to do that is um, you can go, uh, there's a website that is the Department of Consumer Affairs that goes through a whole list of whether you're salaried or not. Uh, but I think driving a truck, yeah, I think you're probably uh, entitled to overtime. And if that's the case, uh, you're going ahead and apply for it. You'll lose your job, Joey. You know that. Yeah. Okay, but uh, uh, so be it. I mean, that's uh, you know that's a choice everybody has when they're dealing with an employer who is doing something that's illegal or nefarious or even just negligent. And uh, you go, by the way, you owe me X number of dollars, and if it's substantial and you force them to pay it, what are they going to do? Keep you? Of course not. Right. So if I go ahead and tell them, hey, you guys owe me overtime now, that's okay. I mean, they can fire me, and I can't do anything. Well, about they can it. fire you for any reason. They can fire just because you don't. They don't like you, well, and they're not going to fire you because of that, or they're not going to admit that for sure, because right. that becomes a retaliatory firing based on what you're asking for. You're legally entitled to, so they can't fire you for that. But they're going to come up with some other crap reason, Joey. Right. All right. So give it a shot. You've got nothing to lose except your job. Raul. Yes, sir. I have a, uh, it's a civil case, and uh, the judge signed a court order uh, for my brother not to take stuff out. And I called a cop one time, and he, he brought stuff back. This time, he took everything, even the rug, the fountain, everything. He destroyed the whole house. And I called the cops, and I found out where the stuff was at. And the cops called, he, he saw it in the backyard and all that. And they go, well, you can't get it. If you go in the property and you try to retrieve it, we'll arrest you. What can I do? You I, And there's a court order for him not to take anything out, correct? Right. Okay. I think I, you have to go to court and make a motion, uh, basically a contempt motion, uh, a uh, uh, arguing order to show cause uh, re-contempt, where you're going to argue with the court or tell him that he violated the court order. The court will order him to return it. And if he fails to do so, then it's up to the judge to punish him and sanctions and eventually even jail time for ignoring a court order. But you've got to go into court and uh, tell the judge. And that's legally. You can't just say hi, judge. It has to be done through a motion. And how much money is all this uh, worth, by the way, this guy took? took $80,000. It may be worth to hire a lawyer for this one. Uh-huh. And I think you can also get attorney's fees on, under the law, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because the cops only they can't. No, I understand the cops do. can, but the cops don't care. They're not going to get involved. So yeah. go, go to the website. Go to handleonthelaw.com. And okay. in, in, that's any lawyer that can do that. Any lawyer that does civil uh, does civil law, civil litigation. You don't want a criminal lawyer. You don't want a divorce lawyer. Uh, but any other lawyer is fine. 
Just go for it. Victor. Hello, Victor. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello, Bill. Yes, sir. Hi. Yes, my daughter was involved in a, in a fender bender, um, and I had excluded her from my insurance a while back because she had a different accident at another fender bender. So I excluded her from my, from my insurance. I was giving her her own car. But um, So anyway, she brought my car without my knowledge, went to the gym, and she hit another rear end of another vehicle. A slight, nothing, no injuries. But um, she was not an insurance. I'm the insurance. So um, I get a letter from the um, other person's um, insurance saying I need to pay their deductible or else it's going to come out to a whole bunch, a whole lot more later on. So I pay their deductible. Now I get a bill from the insurance company saying that I need to come out with uh, that I owe $3,500. For, for uh, what, $100? $3,500. $3,500. Okay. okay. So when you paid the $500 deductible, was that the driver of the car that you paid? It was the insurance company. It was their insurance company that asked for the $500 deductible. Correct. And I'm assuming you didn't get a waiver, did you, saying, or a liability waiver saying this is it? No, I didn't. Okay, so here is the problem you have. You are liable to the driver of the car for the $500, which the insurance company uh, came up with and paid them, and you you returned the money to the insurance company. Also, there's something called a subrogation clause where the driver, when the insurance company pays off the driver, the insurance company assumes the right to collect from you. So they have every right to collect all the damages from you. Okay. So uh, you're screwed. All right. Um, yeah. Have your daughter uh, have your daughter pay for it. She just your daughter cost you four grand. Yeah, yeah. Even though they said you know you pay this or else later on you'd be end up paying a lot more. Uh, yeah, but uh, so what? You are going to end up paying a lot more. Is that in a letter? You pay it now, or you yes. will pay a lot more. Yes. It then the argument. Letter. Then the argument's going to be here was the deal, and it's it's a wobbler saying implied in this you pay this, and. Or you'll pay a lot more. That or means if you accept this, then we are precluded or you're arguing the insurance company is precluded from collecting any more money after this based on that or. So they're going to sue you in small claims court. They're also going to ding your credit, by the way, uh, big time. But uh, for thirty five hundred dollars, I'd fight it. I'd fight it. Let them sue you in small claims court. Or even in superior court, uh, there may be a lawyer who goes ahead and uh, sues you. Uh, I don't think there's attorney's fees involved because you don't have a contract with them. And uh, I would fight it. I would argue that or means everything. They effectively, uh, what they did is they extorted you. And you agreed to the extortion saying that if you pay it now, you won't have to pay later on. And you paid it and now they're asking you to pay later on is your argument. It would fly with me. If I were the judge, I'd give it to you. All right. Uh, okay. Thank you so much, Bill. All right. Give it a shot. This is Handle on the Law.